This is the Rejoicing in the Word podcast, coming to you from the capital region of the Susquehanna Valley. My name is Josh Hamilton, and I'm here today with Pastor Brandon Starnes. We want to welcome you back to another episode of the Rejoicing in the Word podcast. We'd also like to remind you to check us out on facebook.com forward slash rwmin. That's our Facebook page. Remember to like us, share us, and um, you can do that so way you get the quickest updates that are put out. We have a lot of resources out there, memes, verses, quotes. You'll also see some things about the blog. And speaking of which, the blog is svbcpa.org forward slash rwblog. Make sure you avail yourself of that resource there. Um, Pastor Brandon's wife has taken a lot of time and uh, written out those things, and it'll be a great blessing to you, I'm sure. Another thing is, remember, if you need the direct link for the podcast, it's svbcpa.org forward slash rwpod. And just remember, we're available on all major podcasting platforms. So wherever you get your podcasts, look for us there. And we appreciate you listening. Today, we're actually going to reveal our giveaways here for season two. And if you've been listening uh, to the previous episodes, you know that that's something new for us this season. We're having giveaways. And so one of those things that we're giving away Actually, I should tell you first how to apply, how yeah. to put your name into the drawing. Go to facebook.com forward slash rwmin, like us, follow us, and then message us your email address. And we want your email address. That way we can reach out to you when you win and um, get you those things. So that's how you enter. You message us your email address through facebook.com. So one of the one of the things we're giving away is we're going to give away some sets of Rejoicing in the Word coasters. Rejoicing in the Word coasters. I'm excited about them. I've seen um, seen a sample or two, so I'm pretty excited about those. The other thing we're going to be giving away is a devotional. A series of devotionals. series of devotionals. And so that's a great resource that we're going to be giving away. My Morning Manna is the name of them. And I'm looking here at Volume 3, Journey Through the Psalms, and there's two other volumes, I believe. And they're written by uh, Ed Nelson. Yep. Journey and, through, I think it's Journey Through the Bibles, and then there's one that's Journey Through the New Testament, and then Journey Through the Psalms. And so it's a three-volume set. Each each volume takes you through a year's worth of devotionals. It's like three years of devotionals. Three years of devotional material we're giving away, and we want you to be part of that. So make sure you get on to Facebook.com. And send us your email address. Now, are there any limitations for these? Co- I already have the devotionals, but I don't have the coasters. And those are supposed to be slate coasters, right? Slate coasters, yep. So Maybe. I'll have to go and like that uh, Facebook page and put my email address. Am, am, am I oh, allowed to be part of this drawing? I don't see why That's not. That's kind of self-serving. Huh. <laughs> uh, it would be terrible, though, if you won. I mean, that would be a would live, be. live drawing here. We're pulling it out to reveal and... Oh, hey, Brandon Starnes just won the coasters. That would be a negative applause. I know, I know. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, as we're going into um, this episode, it's titled Gleaning Before Reaping. Let's talk about four things in review that we looked at last week. Well, yeah, last week we looked at why even have a mission at conference. Right. Now, obviously, we don't take a position that it's a biblical mandate, but there are many things that occurred during a conference that... that are part of a biblical mandate for us as believers. Uh, we dealt with these. We and you know you can go back and listen to last week's podcast 
and find that in detail. But just a quick review, we talked about uh, that it, it serves as a time of instruction. Uh, we can find what God wants us to be, that he wants us to be lights in the world that we live. We talked about that it was a time that we could be uh, introduced to missions. Um, and that's an exciting time to look back and remember or look forward and understand uh, you know, how missions is propagated, that is, to go from one place to another through a, a local church in fulfillment of God's command. And then we looked at a time of increase. Uh, it's a time to increase laborers for the harvest. And then finally, it's a little bit of that inspiration in one sense that it is a motivation. And what a great joy it is to see folks come up through a uh, local assembly and then their heart be submitted and surrendered to God and be sent forth to carry the message of the gospel around the world. And those were really just some of our driving reasons why to have a missions conference. And of course, to tie that in to uh, today's podcast, we're looking at gleaning before reaping. And gleaning was the idea of picking up that which was laid in front of you. And reaping, of course, was going into the field to harvest. And so this day, we've entitled our podcast, gleaning before reaping because in sense of uh, receiving instruction in the sense of being introduced to missions and and things of this nature that's that's all part of the gleaning those are the things that God has placed before us the resources he has given us to accomplish the great goal which is to see disciples of Jesus Christ made that's the great harvest right and we know and we've looked at this we're going to continue looking at it throughout the whole season but the topic and focus of missions in our lives is very important in the eyes of God. And uh, we find that throughout the scriptures. We find that in the Great Commission. We find that just along the way as we talk about gleaning, you can't miss it. Just as we're reading the scriptures, it's going to be there. And um, so at Susquehanna here, our missions conference, we usually, well, we do, we hold them every every, every third, third year, year unless uh, COVID strikes. And... <laughs> So that's the the pattern that's been in place. And so whenever a missions conference comes along, it's a big deal. It's exciting. It's not something that happens every month. It's not something that happens every year. And so we don't want to miss out on it. And so we wanted to look and take this episode here and talk about just some practical ways of how you and how me and, well, I guess it'd be you and I and yeah, how anyone and we, really can we should also part. We should also interject a little bit about... You know, our missions conference, we have it every third year. We do stuff in the intervening years right, as well. Yes. It's just part of our, our, uh, practical implement, implementation of the, of, uh, theology, if you will. At a later episode, I think we're going to go into a little bit of the right. nuts and bolts, if you want to call it that, of how we engage in it. But today our focus is going to be on, uh, getting the most, gleaning, getting what God has for you so that you can follow Him. And his calling that he has for your life. Yeah. And so for that, we have the, however you want to call it, it's an outline. And there are four P's that we're going to be looking at. Pray, plan, participate, and prepare. prepare. Yeah. And of course, the first one's not really in order. I don't know that we just put all of these in a certain order. I think when we looked at these, uh, the first one, of course, is prayer. But, you know, that could also be the second one and then the third one. Yeah, and the fourth one. Pray without ceasing. And the fifth one. <laughs> so just do it the whole time, during and after. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we, and I'm speaking of prayer, is something that we're to bring all prayer and supplication. And really, if we want to get the most out of anything, 
if we want God to speak the most to us, if we want God to challenge us the most, if we, you know. If my heart's going to be prepared. Exactly. I need a fitful life of prayer uh, to engage in. And, you know, in a moment, we'll get to some of the other things regarding missions conference. But just as, as we consider this, you know, it's an easy thing in our life to allow uh, the culture. And, and I cited this a moment ago to be lights in this world. And Philippians chapter 2, a passage that we reflect on a lot is being lights in a crooked and perverse generation. Philippians 2.15. When we look at our world system, crooked and perverse just seem to so resonate in our mind. And if there's ever been a time that the gospel needed to go forth, that time is now. But equally, if there's ever been a time where uh, the gospel and the servants of the gospel, the preachers of the gospels, uh, and their families were under attack, that time also is right sure. now. Yeah. And so it seems to me that everything that we're going to engage in, and the scripture teaches this, it ought to be bathed in the essence of prayer. That's the example that you get from the New Testament church. Yeah, Acts 2 verse 42 says this, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And so prayer is a very essential thing. And another thing, not only we're going to be praying for ourselves, praying for our, our church, uh, another verse here coming out of Romans talks about just the importance of us, our need to pray for missionaries. After all, it's a missions conference, and well, so we ought to focus on that too. Multiple times, Paul. Oh, yeah. Well, our last, one of our last podcasts, we look at, looked at a passage, I believe it is out of 1 Corinthians, and it was talking, Paul was basically speaking to the fact that the prayers of the saints delivered them from their adversaries. Um, Romans 15.30, I'll read it to you here. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus' sake and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. And so he's entreating the people there, strive in your prayers for me, yeah. Paul, yeah. The, the apostle, the missionary. In Ephesians chapter 6, pray for me that I might have utterance. Oh. Uh, in Thessalonians, I think it's Second uh, Thessalonians, Chapter 3, I believe it is, he talks about praying that the gospel would go forth unhindered. There's a whole number of ways in which one can pray for it. Probably almost enough that you could get a podcast out of praying for your missionaries. Oh, don't worry. We have one on the oh, schedule. Okay. All right. But prayer is such an essential thing. You know, back to what you said a moment ago, praying for ourselves. So let's focus in on that for a moment. Yeah. Um, I think there's a number of things topically that we consider on how to pray for the missions conference or how we might pray for our missionaries. But let's focus on the individual for a moment. Right. We can pray for our heart. I think that is so essential. Uh, it is so easy in um, in life to get to the point where you're just, we're just, we get hard-hearted about things. Yeah. Thinking uh, the world doesn't want the gospel anymore. It's finished. And I don't think that's the case. I think sometimes we fail to realize just how hard our heart can become against uh, individuals that serves as an hindrance to us uh, being the effective witness that we ought to have. Right. Or how hard our hearts are about uh, just in general about service to the Lord. And so we need to have an open heart that is just really soft yeah. and pliable. Those are, that's a good way to use that word, yeah. pliable towards the things of God. The psalmist said, now this isn't quite referring to, it doesn't say the word heart, but he says, open thou mine eyes that I might behold uh Wonderful, wonderful things, things out of thy law. law. And, you know, as we come to the word of God, we should have that desire. As we come to 
the preaching of God's word, we should have that desire. As we come to the missions conference, we well, should have that. You're desire. striking at the heart yes. of the matter, aren't you? Yes. I used to have a, uh, um, a pastor in my life that would often give me good thoughts and challenge me and write me letters. And he would often say this, and I don't think he originated it, but he said, at the heart of every problem is a matter of the heart. And that is so essential in whether you're dealing with a relationship or whether you're dealing with the opportunities God's put in front of you, your heart, my heart, that is going to be something that I'm going to have to deal with uh, through the power of the Almighty God and the Word of God on a regimented and regular basis. Yeah. Another thing I think of is our focus. And, you know, you just mentioned... I'm sorry, I missed that. What was that? Our focus. Oh, oh. Our focus. Focus. <laughs> you got to have focus. Yes. You do. And so, I mean, that's that's a very practical thing. I think of how many times it's so easy to enter into a season of life going running full speed, enter into a conference running full speed, and anything. Wait a minute. Conference, we're going to be in church multiple evenings in a week. Yes. So talk about, about talk about busy schedules. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's, people are working. It's almost interesting that w- that's, that's how we like to convey things. We're always busy. <laughs> I think we're so busy sometimes, uh, that, uh, if God was going to use us as he would or did the apostle Paul, he, he'd have to schedule us. <laughs> uh, we're just, we're so terribly, and, and how we just sometimes that is at its very essence a hindrance. Uh, in our life. Yeah. And I know I want to applaud in, uh, industry in a sense of labor and work and diligence and uh, following through on responsibilities and stuff. But I think as a whole, we need to prepare God, help us to focus yeah. on what you've put in my life at this moment in time. Yeah. I hear that word focus. And immediately what I think about is just attentiveness during the preaching, or I think of just alertness to you know, what God would want to say to me from a message. Coming in from a busy day's work, you sit down, you know, you're greeting everyone, you're glad you're there, you sit down, and then, all right, I need to have my heart ready to receive from the Word of God. So, And those are those are just heart focus. We could deal with the mind a little bit. Yeah. And, and we need God's help for that. all that. So yes, that's, that's why true. we're praying about it. I, I think another one would be awareness. Yeah. You know, one of the purposes of a missions conference as a whole, we become acquainted with the needs of other people in other places that we have might no not even be familiar with, or perhaps we'll never have the opportunity to right. visit there. And and so, Lord, make me aware. Yeah, I, I also think it. You know, as man, I just I love to listen to missionary presentations, especially ones that are well done. And the transmission of uh, what's what the work that God's doing in their heart towards this field, this place that they're going to go minister to. Yeah. And with that, it, it helps me as I'm focused to sense a more important or specific way to pray for those missionaries. Cause there's going to be each missionary can have different hurdles that right. they face. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about missionary presentations of the work that's going on, of their needs, of, how God's working, all those things, is whenever it's done, I'm usually like, man, maybe I should go be a missionary. There. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> so that's that's where you put the emotions Correct. in the proper sequence Correct. with thinking and doing. Correct. Because I will feel. Otherwise, I mean, I'd be on 200 mission. Now, this is what I'm. It would change every year. <laughs> It'd be changing every year. So obviously, prayer is a 
a super important aspect of this. So we can pray, like let's just as we're as we're going to do this here, we're going to pray that God would make us aware of the needs and how we can pray for these these missionaries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of as we go to another thing that we could pray for, but speaking of aware of needs, I think of perhaps families that are looking for, they're aware of needs or they have a spiritual desire for God to do a work in their family, in their lives, um, in the young people of the church. And I think of an, a great thing to pray for is pray that God would work specifically in people's lives during a missions conference. Um, I don't know the best way to put that other than I have written down in my notes here. Just pray God has given us spiritual desires to see his work accomplished. Maybe that's maybe that's coworkers, you know, saved in our in our own little community that we're around. That's also gonna be people on the other end of the other side of the sea. But I mean I think about within a church, you're talking about a missions conference. That means there's church attenders there. That means there's young people there. That means there's potentially future missionaries among the people there. Absolutely. And so what a great time to pray that God would work, especially in such a focused time of a conference about missions. I think it's absolutely an important thing to pray for, uh, you know, as a father and having children that I want to see God work in their life. Right. Uh, One of you know, even as a young man, one of the great things was the opportunity to attend missions conference, and it, it set it, it sets in your mind, hey, look, these these individuals they're not perfect, right? Yeah, but obviously there is a great need, and and God may not call me to the mission field, God may not call me to the pastor, but there's a need, and there's something specifically that God will use me for in this life that has an eternal value to it absolutely and i think that's what you're thinking of perhaps perhaps no no that's spiritual desire yes and i think that should always be something that we pray for one another and certainly as we would pray for uh, the next generation as was likely prayed for us as well yeah and i think of another thing is at some point i mean i remember growing up and yes i gave towards i gave offerings as a child and so forth and my parents helped me with that sometimes and then you go into getting your first job and then you get, you know, you move along in life. And at some point along the line, you get to the point where that child who is now becoming a teenager, now they have a job. Now they have the ability to give towards certain things that they never had that ability towards. But they have to come to the place in their life that they choose to do that for themselves. And so I think of just along the lines of spiritual growth, we need to be praying for that in our whole church. Sure. And it yeah. does. It it, it, it it at least is an instructional tool to them. Look at how God has worked here. Right. And in the lives of these people. Yeah. And sets a, a standard, if you call it, or a path forward for them as well. Because, you know, not every child that's going to be in a missions conference or have the, have the opportunity to glean from a missions conference has the same home opportunities. Correct. Yeah. And so it, it does transmit across... Uh, that uh, that spectrum. Yeah. Speaking towards value, are we ready to move on to our next P? Yes. The... Yes. We have prayer. And then what's our next one? Planning. Planning. We love that word. Plan. Plan, plan, plan. As a church, we have conference dates on the calendar. And those cal- those dates are set. Well, how, how long, I mean, how far in advance do you have the date set for this thing? Right. Now, well, I, I would say with this, we knew... 
18 months in advance, something mm-hmm. like that, what the dates would be. Now, that does not mean that's the same as we got them out of calendar year. Correct. Uh, that's a little bit different. That would be um, more like January. be more like January. I can't remember. But I do try. we do try to have the conference roughly the same time frame every year. Right. Every Well, every time we do it. So it's usually that middle. For us, it's the middle week of March. Right. So 18 months. There's been planning going on for 18 months. At least 18 months. So we're talking scheduling. We're talking budgeting finances. We're talking making reservations, hosting, food, decorations, music. I mean. Okay. Well, even just the simple fact of getting, and anybody that's ever done like it, like, I don't know, like a family reunion kind of thing. Right. You know how hard it is to get people in multiple areas of the country together at the same time. Oh, yeah. Well, that's essentially what you're doing a missions conference. You, you might have a half a dozen, four, five, three, whatever, missionaries, families, and you're getting that none of them are from here. You've got to get them here all at the same time, and they're coming from different portions of the country. They might be coming from down south, the Midwest, the Northeast, who knows? But getting them here requires you having scheduled that well in advance. And then not only do the, we want to get them here all in advance, we want them to have an enjoyable time while they're here. Yes, Enjoy and so themselves. you've got to see to some of those necessities of life. Right, exactly. So and, and those are just broad categories. And um, when you speak of those necessities of life, uh, there's there's a heavy responsibility on us, and again, keeping with our theme of gleaning, to recognize that having the opportunity for a missions conference, um, that is not something that can be planned to have, have every month. Right. So when it comes... You've also got to put planning in as an individual. Right, exactly. To make the most of this opportunity that is right before you. Yeah. It's not like I can just, you know, oh, I missed last month. I'll get it this month. I'll get month. it the next month. Right. I mean, it's just. Yeah. You miss it. If you're in our church, it'll be two, yes. two more years. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's. And it's not a bad thing. And like you mentioned before, it's not like this is our only missions focus at all. True, but trying to get all these reasons just doesn't yeah. roll around the same way. So, and that's all, that's all accomplished by a combined effort of the body here at Susquehanna Valley. And I think about that, that takes planning, organizing, you know, all those things. So, and I think even just as a whole, a church calendar is going to be one of the biggest keys in allowing each individual to receive the greatest blessing they can. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I realize that I'm, I'm a pastor, and so when I speak of a church calendar, I speak a little bit wise, but uh, a little bit in a, a little bit of an area, you know, that would favor the church. But the fact is, a church calendar is set up, and that's that opportunity to know when special services are. Uh, obviously, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, those should be given in our right. life. But as you as you branch out in all of those, knowing well in advance what the hopes and aspirations or goals are going to be is helpful and it allows us, hey, man, take your vacations around them, not during them. Now, I know things come up, but minimize them by planning. But we are talking about how to get the most out of your missions conference yes. and to the individual, you know. Um, and so if you're going to get the most out of your missions conference, you have to be there. Absolutely. So um, speaking to that, we're kind of, I want to move a little bit towards us individually i mean obviously there's a lot of planning that goes into the whole and it's all made up of individuals taking on responsibility investing a lot of time a lot of effort um but 
just looking at what we can do as individuals. Um, we'll get to that here. I want to read a passage out of Luke chapter 14. And Christ is speaking and he's talking about counting the costs. And so let me just read this here for you. Luke 14, 27 and 28. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Now in the passage, Christ is talking about counting the cost of following Christ. Um, However, I think as we look at this passage, we also should consider, as we're looking at counting the cost in our Christian life, the value of the end result. I mean, I think of the value, counting the cost here as far as, I mean, think of the man who's sitting down counting the cost of following Christ. That's, there's going to be a cost there. But I think of the eternal value of that is a life spent following Christ. And so that's great eternal value. And so whenever we look at um, counting the cost of, you know, what's it going to, what am I going to have to put forth in any Christian endeavor, really? Anything that has eternal value has a practical value right now. Yes. But there's a lot of things in life that seem to have value from our perspective of eternity where we are now. Right. That do not have eternal value. Uh, You take, for instance... um, uh, I, I know you're a hunter. We've got folks that are uh, into fishing and what have you. And my granddad was, he loved fishing and uh, he enjoyed spending time out on a boat. That was his thing. But as much as that might have been an enjoyment for him, that does not have an eternal value to it. Well, the meat's only in the freezer for so long. This is what I'm saying. And 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 really, the context of the passage, this fella is building... Um, these towers, another passage, you know, thou fool is required of you, that, that particular passage, he's building bigger barns. There's a level of value that you would look at it, but it is not eternal value. Right. But anything that is of eternal value has a practical value right now. Right. And when we're dealing with the missions conference and we're dealing with something that has souls of men, the gospel, proclamation of the word of God, those have eternal values. So guess what? Right. They have a practical value right now. Yeah. And I guess whenever I look at this too, this passage, I'm thinking whether it's the current, I guess you'd say current immediate value or the eternal value, whenever we speak to the impact that something like this could have on my life, on the life of my family, it is well worth the cost of time, the inconvenience. Schedule, the inconvenience. The sacrifice. Yes. You know, I think of Ecclesiastes chapter number nine. There are some interesting statements made here. He he starts off, he says, I returned and saw under the sun. This is a common observation that the race is not to the strong, to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. Those, those all seem contradictory to us. You would obviously think that the guy that's going to win the race is the guy that's going to be the fastest. Right, yeah. And the guy that's going to win the battle is the strongest. And the guy that's going to have the most uh, fiduciary success in life is going to be the guy with the understanding. But he finishes out and he says this. He says, he says, but time and chance happeneth to them all. So what it says is, you know, you don't always have the same time that comes around all, always. Right. There may be something uh, legitimately that prevents you 
from being successful in certain areas. And so you've got to make the most of that time and chance that God has given you right now. Right. You know, for us with this upcoming conference, <clears throat> we're not guaranteed that we'll ever be able to have another conference. We're not guaranteed we'll get to this one. <laughs> you, you have no idea yeah. what's on the horizon as an individual. So make the most you can out of this time and this chance. Right. Finish this. Use this opportunity that God has given to you right now. And to a broader extent, that would be true of all believers. Yeah. You got the time you have right now. And our life is but a vapor. It appeareth and then soon vanishes away. Therefore, we ought to say, if the Lord willeth. And in regards to planning and preaching and preparing, he does will. And so should we. Yeah. I personally am looking forward to the value a conference like this will be spiritually to myself, to my family. Um, but, at, you know, as the whole whole purpose of this episode is talking about getting the most, gleaning the most, um, we got to plan. Yeah, absolutely. So we got to pray. We got to plan. Next one. Are we ready to move on? Yes, sir. Participate. Participate. I just think of all the different ways you can participate. How about serving serving in one of these many areas? We talked about all the all the planning that goes on. I know, I mean, you talk to people around here, that is what is on people's minds right now. It is. And so it's exciting. It is. You know, and the, the interesting thing about service, sometimes we get the idea that I'll serve and I'm willing to serve in areas that I want to serve in. Sure. But sometimes the need is a need. Because there are a few people that desire to go in that area. Sure. Uh, I, th- I tell you, uh, as I think about our church or just ministry as a whole, uh, sometimes the most needed areas to serve would be the most obvious areas of a need to serve if people didn't do those small tasks. Right. You think about restroom facilities or cleaning or things of that nature. Uh, those things we often take for granted. But that is an obvious area in our in our ministries. Uh, that you need help in. Um, going back to some things you said earlier, you know, uh, food preparation and and um, uh, various and sundry other areas that exist, there's all manner of... It's one of the reasons I enjoy Missions Conference. Yeah. You get to see a body of believers invest themselves because if it goes well, it wasn't by accident. Well, talk about behind-the-scenes service. That's This is where it's happening. Yes, so. sir. Always. Yeah. Always. And of course, there's also participating in just, and again, in keeping with gleaning. I think of the missionary tables that are set up, the opportunity to, you know, speak, speak with those missionaries, yeah. visit their tables, learn. Read. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Look at the maps. What? There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like I would just take a minute and there's this newfangled thing called Google. And you, you, you could just Google some of the countries these folks are in and, and uh, have an educated conversation. And you'd be surprised how much you would glean because in the cases, at least from my perspective, my experience, these missionaries, as they have been led to this area, they, they don't know everything about the country. They, in most cases, weren't born there, but they have learned a tremendous amount before their feet will ever truly step in that country and spend any tremendous length of time there. Yeah. And to have the opportunity of being an informed individual when you go to communicate with them. Yeah. That's an essential way you can. It's an encur- it would be great encouragement too. Oh yeah, and here's the other thing: we do know who's coming. Yeah. So, I mean, we have we are ready. Yeah, and folks, folks. I mean, for, at least for our, our folks here at Susquehanna, that's what I'd encourage. Really, get into it and uh, 
educate yourself a little bit about the field so that you can have these conversations and also going back to our first thought be better prepared to pray right for yeah. specific needs that they might have well i think of just even um we have whether it's i think it's been a lot with either it's missionaries that we support or missionaries that we pray for uh, maybe it's just missionaries in general currently there's a lot of current events going on that are affecting these missionaries just in, in huge ways around the world yes around the world if it isn't you know geopolitical that you're seeing um, not only in Europe but in the Far East uh, you're seeing remnants left over of all this COVID stuff you've got financial crisis on the horizon there's a number of things that impact them yeah another thing about participating how about meet the families Go talk right. to the kids I remember oh there's a family that we support and I met their two sons and their sons were younger than I was but I mean I was I was 15 and I don't know how old they were, eight and ten or something. And I still know who they are. I still remembered what we talked about. I mean, use this time to meet their families. Absolutely. Because not only does Mr. Missionary need prayer and Mrs. Missionary need prayer, the their whole family needs prayer, the kids as well. So meet their families. We often have on our prayer list, you know, down at the bottom, praying for protection, family unity, strength. Those are important things to to give ourselves specifically to praying for these folks for. Speaking about learning about fields, if you want to learn about a missionary's field, talk to their kids. I mean, they're going to tell you everything they eat. That was part of that conversation. Oh, I've eaten octopus. Oh, you ever eat octopus? I was like, no. Nope, never have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we eat octopus all the time. I mean, that's a great experience that they can have. I'm sure that it comes with a level of sacrifice but what a tremendous opportunity. Talk about encouraging a family. Yeah. I mean, talk to the kids, talk to, the, talk yeah, to everyone. Absolutely. And, you know, so that you can remember them, I would encourage everyone to pick up a prayer card. Take a prayer card. Yep. Take a prayer. Put it in the freezer. Yeah. Put it in the oven. Probably not a best idea there. But, yes, it, it, there's a reason they have become such a standard tool. Uh, our eyes and memory and focus and consideration in those areas uh, are a tremendous tool. So all of those ways to participate. But then I think there's yet probably another one we could talk about in a greater sense, what it ought to motivate us to do beyond just the walls of the church. Witnessing. Absolutely. Yeah. We want to go out more ready. We want to leave this missions conference more ready to go out, more ready with the gospel than we were whenever we began. Yeah, I think the missions conference for, for us on this, it jump starts us as we start thinking about Upcoming out Yes, yeah. knocking doors, canvassing, uh, and special services, evangelism, whatever those things or are. Or even just better weather and you run into people more often. Absolutely. Or even, I mean, you, you, you think about the opportunity to participate with a missionary that's going over there and then being challenged about the need for the loss, about, about the utter destiny of the loss, et cetera. And then you think about your coworker. Right. I think it ought to stir us deeply to be yeah. more effective in our witnessing. Absolutely. And that we would uh, give us another means to participate. Yeah. Participate. If you're going to get the most out of this missions conference or your upcoming missions conference, remember to participate. And then we have a fourth one here. So we have pray, plan, participate, and prepare. Oh, prepare is a good one. Uh, you know, it is a missions conference. Yep. And... We have the missionary families in for a number of reasons. You know, it, it could be awareness of a field. It could be to see an example of someone that has given their life to Christ in some ways. That yeah. could be an effective means to be challenged. But another reason that they're present is the reality 
of our personal responsibility to use those finances and means to which God has made us a steward right. and give them to the furtherance of the gospel, not just in the Harrisburg area, but around the world. Because truly, that's yeah. that's our definition of the gospel, yeah. the preaching of the gospel. And, uh, you know, we have to... Wherever they may be. Wherever they may be. Yeah. And we've got to be prepared in that sense. So I would, as we're praying, and I feel like that's a main point and a sub point and a closing point, but you think, Lord, what would you have me to do? Yeah. Uh, and commit, you know, Lord, what, by faith, what should I give? And, and I'm going to, I'm going to give this and I'm going to see this through. Why? Well, so that I can get this family from Ohio or Pennsylvania, New York, wherever they are here in the States and be a part in that field. The chances of me ever going to some of these countries and having the opportunity to effectively witness, you know, I, I think about missionaries that we've, we support in South Korea and, uh, goodness, I'm never going to have the opportunity to lead someone in likely in South Korea to the Lord or someone in, in one of these many other countries. And you definitely won't have the time to put in the amount of time to learn the cost customs yeah. and culture and language. But by my investment of my giving by faith, I have participated to some extent. Right. Yeah. And it's a memorable participation, even if a cup of cold water is given the Lord's name. And then this reason, the purpose, the reason behind it is the furtherance of the gospel. And Paul said this by inspiration in chapter four in Philippians. He said, I'm asking you to give not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. And this is, to me, I've always looked at this as one of the easier ways to participate. Right. They're doing all the heavy lifting. I'm praying and I'm giving. And then my commitments here at... Uh, my church with my my assembly of believers that God has united me with. And this, I want to be here at visitation and canvassings at my church. I'm not going to have as many opportunities to go around the world. Yeah. At least most are not going to have that opportunity. Right. Yeah. And so I want to be ready and prepared uh, to uh, support missionaries and to consider them and be a part of their ministry. And that takes preparation because the big word there is, I mean, you have to budget. You have to... Yeah, I think of Ephesians 4. He said, let him that stole steal no more. So stealing is, of course, taking something to belong to right. him. He said, but rather let him labor. And this, this is an important yeah. thing that he may have give. to give. Yeah. And so that little phrase that he may have to give, it denotes the fact that he had taken care of his priorities. Right. He had taken care of his tithes and offerings. Fed his own stomach. He, he had taken care of his family and bills. He had prioritized taking care of his local ministry because the reality is if our focus, if we, if we do the giving and it's aside from the local assembly, then it won't be long. We won't have much local assembly left to send other missionaries and see right. them train. So they don't, they're not, they work together, not yeah. competition. And so to have to give, that's, that's beyond that a little bit. And that does bring in the fact of having preparation and personal calendars and, and, and budget understanding and, uh, you know, sometimes it's a requirement to be a little self-sacrificing. Yeah. Um, what is it? You know, we I, I realize that we're in a great time inflation. And speaking of this and sometimes advancing the further the gospel missions may require us to consider, you know, Lord, what is there something that I can give up so that the gospel can go forward? But all that's part of that prayer and participation and preparation. Yeah. And if that's what God wants us to do, he'll bring us to that place. Absolutely. You know, as 
as well, we pray. As we pray. <laughs> yes. That's why that's a point that moves throughout the whole whole part there. So But it really is a time yeah. to mission conference to glean. It is, yeah. And then we go and reap in the harvest fields where God has placed us or in the context of the missionaries has placed them. Yeah, I think as we close, let's let God reap a harvest in our lives as missions is emphasized during the week of missions conference. Let him work in our lives and let him reap the harvest that he wants out of our own lives. Amen. And so with that, we're going to close here with a verse, as we always do. John 1, verses 6 and 7. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. And with that, we want to thank you for coming back once again for another episode, and we look forward to being with you again. Until next time, thank you for listening.